if you don't know, Pauline, her father has transitioned to heaven. So we just ask that you keep us in your prayers, keep Pauline, keep her mom and the rest of her family in your prayers this week. We truly would appreciate it. And we believe that God is going to help us transition through this period. And we appreciate all your prayers and support. Now let's get to this week's episode of the W Podcast. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim, and this is the W Podcast. So excited that you're joining us this week. I know we started off a little somber, but let me tell you, this week's episode is amazing. We're going to tell you what you should know as a single, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged. Here's some things you want to make sure you know before you get married. There may be a lady out there who's like, I have an amazing boyfriend, but he hasn't brought up marriage yet. And I'm starting to wonder, we've been dating six months, a year, 18 months, whatever a long time is to you. He hasn't brought up marriage yet. What should I do? In this clip we're about to get into, we're going to walk you through how do you navigate that situation where your boyfriend hasn't brought up marriage? Should you be the one to bring it up? Should you just break up with him and be like, look, you wasting my time. Let's get into it. I just recently discovered, you guys, and absolutely love the podcast. Thanks so much. We love you, too. My boyfriend and I, so this is a girl, are both active in our churches. Same church, different cities. We are two and a half hours away from each other. I have certainty, I have certainty that God placed him in my path. We've already had so many struggles in the year we've been together. Actual boyfriend, girlfriend for seven months. But from my ex trying to start up rumors, not understanding how to love each other because of the way we were raised, his dad passing this August, we've been... It's a lot of stuff. Let's just pause here, because some of you, this is a lot. Yes. I just wanted to, it's a long question, praise God. <laughs> we've been through a lot. Thankfully, thankfully, we both allow God to mold us and have compromised on many things. He didn't like physical touch, I loved holding hands, he's more logical, I'm more emotional, etc. We've talked about marriage and it seems to be a topic up in the air. He says he wants to marry me, but we never seem to get anywhere past that. In his head, he wants to have a full-on career before marriage. No apartment to start off with. He wants to already have a house, etc. I understand he wants us to be stable and taken care of before him, but it makes me think I might not be getting the ring anytime soon. He always says, on God's time, but I tell him, God isn't going to come down and tell you to propose. God will take care of us. But anyway, any thoughts on this? Am I being too pushy? I struggle with temptation with said ex, so I know I don't want to fall into that with my man, but I don't want to also play with fire if we have to wait too long to get married. Yeah, love this question. Great question. First of all, thank you yeah, for rocking with us and loving our podcast. And yeah, long question, but it's good because now we can give you a thorough answer. So even though it's long, we still love you. Um... I don't think you're being too pushy at all. You've been dating, to, was seven this the months. one, seven months? I don't think that's too pushy, especially depending on how old y'all are. Like A lot of relationships, the older you are, the quicker it seems the relationships go. So I don't think you're being too pushy, especially because it's not like you're saying, at least you didn't write, that you're saying, you need to marry me today. Or I need to be like married. Yeah, it's not an ultimatum. You're just asking, hey, like, what are your plans? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Actually, we encourage women, to, if they're not getting those clear answers, yeah. to ask questions. Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of men can fall into this situation where, and their hearts are in the right place. Yeah. So no judgment, most of the time. Their hearts are in the right place of, I want to provide. I want to make sure I have a certain lifestyle. And obviously, I 100% respect that. 
But I think sometimes we can use that. It comes in two ways. Sometimes that can be a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally, unconsciously sometimes. Uh, they're not really ready to get married. So they're using this, oh, well, I want to have this in place. So it's, if it's always like a moving finish Right, it's line, always yeah. like a moving, I got to have a house. I got to have this type of job. And it's like, all right, I know those things ain't really coming soon. And right. it gives me more time to continue dating you because I love you. But marriage scares me. That could be one. I'm not saying that's your boyfriend, but that could be an option. The second thing is some dudes really just have bad intentions or their intentions aren't clear in the sense that they like you, but they don't really want to marry you. They like the company. They just want to... leading on. Right, kind of leading you on. Uh, And I'm not saying, again, that that's your boyfriend, but for someone that's in a situation like this, that could be the case. And here's what I suggest. And I know that you said, I believe, that, like, y'all have had some conversations, but they haven't gone anywhere. I would suggest you talk to him and say, hey, next week, the end of this month, whatever, let's sit down. I want to have an honest conversation about marriage and be up front and say, hey, this is not going to be a conversation of me bombarding you. Why haven't I gotten a ring yet? Yeah. This is going to be a conversation of us learning each other, and I want to be able to share my heart about what I feel about marriage and, like, where I, where I would like us to be. And then I want you to be able to share your heart on where you are. And this should really be a safe conversation. Maybe at a neutral site, like a Panera Bread or something like that. And maybe you all have time to pray about it before you even go into the meeting individually. And really, the point of this conversation is to share your hearts. So there's no judgment. Whatever he says is how he feels. Whatever you say is how you feel. But the goal is to be able to understand where this person is. Right. Because right now, I don't feel like you really know where he is. Obviously, he's saying, like, I don't want to get married because I want to have a house and all this stuff. But I, this conversation needs to be why. Right. I need to understand why do you, like why do you need that? Yeah. Why do you feel that? It's because you want to learn his heart. Maybe because of his background. Maybe he right. saw his parents struggling. He doesn't right. want to go through that. And you never, you just never know what fears people are going through. Exactly. But this could be such a healthy conversation for you to get to know him. Like, okay, that's why you think that way. And then this could be an opportunity for you all, for you to be able to share your heart and be like, hey, this is why I want to get married. Right. Because I don't want to fall into sin. Because I love you. Because I want to start building my life together. Right. And I think that's so key. Because he may not really understand how important it is for you all to have some type of clear direction towards right. marriage because maybe you haven't been able to fully articulate it maybe you're still thinking about it yourself but when you come to that meeting you'll have had time to really sit down and say right. this is what i need this is why i need it and then after you leave that conversation let's be honest y'all we're all grown all right dating is about evaluation and i know it's hard because you're talking to somebody yeah, those heartstrings those heartstrings start coming in but at the end of the day we can't be with people who aren't willing to move forward. Yeah. And if you're dating somebody and you have a conversation with them and you realize that you all are not close to that marriage timeline and you've been dating for a reasonable amount of time where you should be beginning to have those type of conversations, I'm not saying you need to break up in that moment. But what I am saying is I would definitely advise getting some mentors involved, getting pastors involved to sit down with you both because it's always good when you can have another man look another man in the eye and be like, bro, I 100% get it. But let me tell you that that is not what matters the most when it comes to a marriage. Because we know people, we all have known people who had all the money in the world and could move into a house yeah. and their marriage didn't last 72 days. Yeah. Like, that's just right, what that's it is. going to make your marriage strong. What makes your marriage strong is character, commitment yeah. to each other, 
the willingness to put in the hard work, the willingness to forgive, foundation on Christ, like all of those things will bring the marriage together, not money. Right. And unfortunately, money or milestones money sometimes can cloud our judgment. You know, I've heard a pastor say, like, money, everybody thinks it's like the number one thing, but they're like, money's not even in your top three. Because if I told you I would give you a million dollars today, but you were going to die tomorrow, yeah. would you still take the million? Right. If I told you I was going to give you a million dollars today, but your mom was going to pass away, would you still take it? Like, right. no, you wouldn't. Because that's not the number one thing, even though our minds sometimes try to make us think it is. And I just think maybe being able to have somebody else, because he, he may not be able to hear this from you. Right. Because all he may hear is you pressure him for a ring, even right. though that's not your heart. But that could just be how he takes it because of whatever. So I think sometimes when you can involve wise counsel, that really helps be able to help them see it from a different perspective that's not you. Yeah, so good. So really, I love the, the suggestion of like having an intentional meeting so that no one's blindsided and he can feel prepared. I would also... I mean, even just add to that point, like, really what you want is context. So, like, because I think for as women, sometimes we struggle, like, we don't mind waiting or, like, we don't mind things not being on our timeline, but we need a timeline. <laughs> so, even if it's like, you know, okay, you don't want to get married this year, I understand that. Are you willing to get engaged? Like, kind of let me know. Like, give me some type of, you know, idea. And, you know, I'm sure him saying things like, Oh, on God's timing, like that's super, super vague, and like, yeah, and like just like you said, it doesn't. It, depending on where he is in life, like well, getting a house, like that may not be for like ten years. And can I just say, maybe you were able to speak on this that I didn't even like really get the process, like his dad passing in August, like how much of an impact that could be having on like his. Well, situation. right, and that's why you want more context. Like he, he, you just really want to know, like okay, like in general, like. Do you want to get married? Yes, you do. Okay, great. Like, you respect and honor the, the institution of marriage. That's something that you want to participate in. Like, do you want to participate in with, in, with me? Okay, great. Like, when do you want to do that? Like, we have to work through all the different layers of this. Um, but I would just, I would say just keep an open hand. I know that you said you're very certain that, like, this person is from God. And um, I think, you know, I've definitely been in a situation where I felt like somebody was, like, the one for me or the the person that I wanted to be with, but um, it takes more than love and, you know, kind of having a good relationship to to have a, to enter into marriage with somebody, um, just like you spoke about, like, lifestyles and, like, just different things aligning, and timing is a big part of that, like, some people say, like, right person, wrong time is the wrong person, and I hope that you're not, like, hearing me of, like, okay, she just wants us to break up because that's not the case at all, but I do think that it's really hard to hear when you're only listening for certain things, so, like, he may have been giving you clues the whole time, and yes, he does seem to be clear with you about, you know, a timeline and kind of like what the next year, six months, year of his life is going to look like or what he wants it to look like. But I also think, too, that, you know, love is blind, love is deaf. <laughs> like, we miss out on a lot of things and a lot of clues. That's why it's always good to have community. But you also need to be open to hearing what your community has to say if you are pretty much like, nope, this is the guy, we're going to get married as soon as possible. Because I know that you mentioned that because of your own past and your own context, like, you don't want to fall into sin, which is obviously a great, you know, thing to not want to do. It's a good heart, but also, like, just, that doesn't mean that marriage is right now. Like, sometimes we want to just get a quick fix to things. Like, marriage doesn't doesn't heal lust. 
Um, marriage doesn't, you know, doesn't cure porn addiction. It doesn't, it, it only magnifies problems that we already have. So it's going to be really, really tough. And I want you to go into marriage with proper expectations. I want you to be prepared. Um, I know that you're not talking about running down the aisle and skipping premarital counseling and all those different things, but you also don't want to drag a man down the aisle. So, and, and I know that that's not what you want to do, but, um, or, or specifically with this guy, but I also think that, you know, having these courageous conversations, you know, as Tim mentioned with, you know, you guys sitting down at a Panera or something like that, like you have to be ready for whatever his response is going to be or not be. Because <laughs> um, if you have this meeting, that doesn't mean he's like, all right, cool, like, I'm going to make this timeline up now because he really might not be ready for that. I don't know. And like that can, this, how this whole process kind of goes will tell you a little bit about his leadership and just where he is and you asking yourself, like, do I want to follow somebody who's, you know, who's, this is where they are in their life. Um, and, and that's fine, you know. To, to grow with people and things like that. But just keep an open hand and open heart towards the Lord. Um, if he brought this person into your life, like he will work it out. And if he brings this person out of your life, he'll bring somebody else in. Yeah. And by no means are we saying that your boyfriend or anybody else in this situation is a, is a bad guy or is leading you on because they're not clear on where they are right now. Right. But what we are saying is, it's kind of a red flag if you say, I want to have this healthy conversation and they are pushing you off. Then I would have a problem because I'm just trying to seek clarity. I'm trying to help us connect with each other on a deeper level. And you not wanting to have a conversation is hindering us from that. To me, that's a problem. All right. I hope you enjoyed that clip. Let's move into our next clip where we're going to be talking about divorce. Now, don't get freaked out if you hear this. Sometimes it's good to be able to learn from somebody who did something that we don't want to do because we can learn what not to do. See, I'm an older sibling, so I don't know what that's like, but some of y'all are younger siblings and you looked at your older brother, saw him get his butt whipped and be like, you know what? Or saw her and be like, you know what? I ain't doing that. I'm not going to make that mistake. Sometimes it's good to be able to learn from somebody else's mistakes. And we have an amazing guest, Tiffany, who is going to share in this clip what she wish she did differently, what she wish she knew before she got married. Now, there is no shame if you have already been divorced. Please hear me. There's no shame. We just want to help everyone learn from these mistakes so that they don't have to go through the same pain that you would say you don't want them to go through. So tune in, get ready. This is good. We love to be practical on the show and try to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. so do you think from your perspective that there's anything that can be done for yeah. somebody that's single right now? Maybe they're dating. What's something that they can be doing? Because the truth is we all have long suffering that we are doing <laughs> in every season. Yeah. So how would you suggest or encourage somebody to work that muscle so that mm -hmm. way when they get to marriage, it's not such a shock of, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I need to be long suffering. <laughs> I love this question so much because one of uh, uh, one and it's funny, one of my co-workers at Miller Media, who I've stolen this from, she talks about how our friendships really help prepare us for marriage. And I think it's so true that but not even just friendship, you know, maybe there's a friend, but I would even just say specifically to pray and ask God, you know, what relationship in my life can I use to develop this muscle? And it's probably going to be someone that, you know, irritates you a bit, maybe rubs your like, you got to almost pray sometimes when you interact with them. Good. That person. 
somebody's face just came up, you know, and allowing that relationship to grow the muscle. How can you be more patient in their space? How can you resolve conflict in a way that's more calm where you don't, you know, raise your voice or you don't respond in a way that you normally do? And I think if you can allow that relationship to help stretch that muscle, one of the things I would also say is like once you pray and ask God who that person is and he reveals them to begin to add them to your prayer list. Because let me tell you something, nothing can soften your heart like praying for someone. Now, being a co-parent, once I got divorced, I didn't eliminate like my ex-husband. I just talked to him. You know, like we have to still constantly engage. And so one of the things that really helped my heart was praying for him. I still do to this day, like because it was praying for him, but it was also God trusting me. And so he would begin revealing things to me about him as I would be in conversation. I would hear his heart in a different way. And it allowed me to respond in a much more calm way. Even if he just said something completely nasty, I would hear, oh, he's in pain. You know what? And I would pray for that. Like this is stuff I did after we were divorced because I needed a positive co-parenting relationship. So I think those would be the two things specifically, like ask God what relationship with friendship, which parent, who can I practice on? Who kind of rubs me in it? And I really need to be more patient with them. And then like, let me begin praying about praying about them and watch how God will soften your heart and allow you to become more gracious and more compassionate. And I got to warn you, as that's happening, you're probably going to start to see yourself a lot more. <laughs> and as you start to see how much grace you need then it becomes a lot more easy to say, you know what, let me just get him grace because you know what, we just all here figuring it out. So that's what I would say um, to that person. Wow. I love that so much because I say this all the time, godly dating and godly marriages starts before you get in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think you just so clearly highlighted that we should be praying and asking the Lord, hey, what can I be doing now yeah. to prepare myself for a season I'm not in right now? And <laughs> right. I you gave such a practical next step. Yeah. A lot of people are in this season are, are praying and asking God for wisdom for the rest of the year. And I think that's such a great thing to add yeah. is Lord, what should, who should I be connected to right now that is going to help me prepare for marriage when it comes to long suffering, when it comes to being patient, when it comes to forgiving, because yeah. honestly, a lot of people I'm sure thought about their dad or they thought about their brother or they thought about a cousin or whoever mm -hmm. in their life. When you said that, right. a lot of people will have a clear next step. Now, that being said, mm -hmm. we're saying this and people are listening like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't want to go. That's a good word for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Not me. I, I don't need that. <laughs> and the truth is, it's because they don't want to go through pain. Yeah. yeah. Because it's painful to do that. It's painful to go to somebody and that you know gets on your nerves and try to pray for them. It's painful. Yeah. But what you're saying from your story is that it would be worth it to do that on the front end yeah. mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. to go through the pain of not doing that on yeah. the back. And you basically have to choose your heart, right? Because like yes. what you described of your 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 story and co-parenting and how God has been changing your heart mm -hmm. um through that relationship. Because I think it's just so easy for a culture and culture we just want to cut people off. I'm right. like people, I'm just like ah, you're too much. Bye. Like I'll I'll Ooh. get another friend or like whatever. Right. But that's one of the beautiful um messy parts of marriage is like you can't just cut somebody off like yeah, right run away you all live together everything is intertwined and mm -hmm. like if you do have a child that that child will be there forever mm -hmm. um 
and it's not even like you know you were trying to run away from one another because y'all have have a relationship now because of your son right that has been using that and i think that people kind of get you know like frustrated with that but i just love yeah. that you know that you're highlighting and sharing with us just how you know we're supposed to change like mm -hmm. as you're praying for somebody else like oh my gosh i am so guilty of that of like god <laughs> change this person change do this for them do that for them uh -huh. um, get them god or it's like yes i will take care of them and he will but i feel like when you were speaking it was just reminding me so much i feel like this is going to be such a blessing to a lot of the women that watch and listen is because like a lot of the enemy has messed with my girls so much to think that God is withholding something from them. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says that God withholds no good thing from those yeah. who walk uprightly. And yeah. sometimes you think like, oh man, I'm not married and I'm this age. And mm -hmm. what about my eggs? And what about, you know, yeah. whatever, all these things right. that are real, yeah. but they're not, you know, God is not unaware of them. Mm -hmm. And he's putting them you know, he's somebody said this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but like God is playing chess and we're playing checkers. And, so, yes. and I, I was convicted of that. Like, I'm so concerned about the next six months. And God's like, I'm thinking about the next 10 years. Yes. Setting you up, you know, to be successful in that yeah. way. But I think yeah. you know, there's so many women I know who just cry themselves to sleep and they're yeah. constantly questioning like their worth and their identity yeah. does god ever does he even see me and like all yeah. my friends are getting married and you know i one person we know she's like you know i think she's in her mid-30s and she's like mm -hmm. my friend is on her second marriage and i've never even been mm -hmm. you know married at all mm -hmm. um and you know even in the black community women feeling like oh well the ratios are against me and you know all <laughs> right. these different things that right. aren't real but they're right the ratio real. is real it's definitely a thing Right. No, but God is bigger than the ratio. Is. That's my confession. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think you're just reminding us that, you know, God doesn't want to give us anything that's not good for us. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we want to go from pre-K to college. And God right. is like, if you go, you will die. <laughs> like, it will right. not be good for you. <laughs> like, and, and sometimes we beg him so much for things. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, you want this more than you want me, if mm -hmm. we're being honest. Mm -hmm. and like it's going to destroy you and yeah. it's just such a good you know you're you're reminding us of that that it's like hey like can your heart handle marriage listen we hope you enjoyed that clip who you choose to marry and what decisions you make before marriage do have an impact on your future marriage so it's a great time that's why we're so proud of you for listening to the podcast for being connected to our community here because you're preparing yourself to not make mistakes that you will regret later in life now let's transition to the next video where we're talking all about how do you know when you should really make somebody your boyfriend or girlfriend? Because here's the thing, everybody likes to talk about marriage. Everybody wants to focus on that, but you have to date oftentimes in order to get married. Now, some people may still be doing arranged marriages. That's a different conversation. But for those of us who are still going to be in the dating process, how many dates should you go on with somebody before you realize we either need to end things here or we need to start taking this a little more seriously. We have an amazing rule that a couple shared that they did that may help you. Check this out. To me, I was super nervous. I don't know if you guys wanted to back up, but at date number three, like I was super nervous before date number three because to me, I'm like a three date. Is If you don't know a good mm. idea by three dates, then it's like, you know done like mm -hmm. to me and so before date number three i was like we haven't had that like 
you know, connection yet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's either like this date goes well and like we have that like connection and or it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like, so I was just super, I, I put a lot of pressure on date number three and I think date number three went so well. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah, I don't know who your thoughts on that. But. Yeah, date number three was, I don't know if you guys want to touch on anything else, but date number three was like perfect. I was actually at a, um, my Bible study at women's group, like the night before. And I had the date the next day and I was talking about it with the girls. And I was like, I'm just like, not feeling super like excited or giddy about this date. Like, it just feels like, like something I've, it was just a, a different feeling that I've ever experienced. Cause in, I've had a tendency before to just get really giddy about guys. That I probably shouldn't have. And with him, I didn't really feel that like over like wanting to jump in and commit to something. Um, and they actually asked me, they're like, why are you not excited? And they like picked my brain about it so much. And we talked through it and then they were like, well, what's your like ideal date? And I was like, ideal date would be charcuterie board on the beach. That's like my dream. And I show up to date number three and he had like just sent me a location and it was kind of like the side of this cliff. And he gets out of his car and I was like, this man has nothing planned. (laughs) I'm starving. Like, what are we going to do? And then he's like, well, do you want to like walk over here? And we had to like cross over this fence. I think we trespassed. Climbed down. And I was like, what am I doing? And we like turned the corner and he had set up this whole like charcuterie picnic, like on the beach, like Holy Spirit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is Jordan. This how did you get that dope. idea? Did you have one of the girls from the Bible study text you? No, no. I, I didn't know anybody in her Bible study. So I and she didn't tell me that till like just After, recent. Yeah. Well, yeah, like wow, look at God. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah, thing. and that date was like the environment. I think in my perspective, it was like the environment that he kind of set up of like almost like he like prepared a place for us, and it was just like really cool to be able to sit and like he came like wanting to learn specific things about me and opened up a lot of conversation and led in a vulnerable way that was like okay we can like we can actually like build something there's something here that we can build and I felt really safe um I kind of came into that date having like a few things that I did want to bring up and I wasn't sure how I was going to bring them up um but everything just like kind of naturally came up and Mm -hmm. and we like really connected and that was a date where we we were there for a long time just like sitting on the beach talking it was like till it was way past dark so um yeah it was like a really special date yeah no first of all thank you for sharing that story that was awesome (laughs) to hear i'm curious for you Haley. were you in that same mindset i know you said that you were like not really excited about this date but were you thinking like this doesn't go well i'm calling it like were you in that same Mm -hmm. mindset I think I was, I was also like, I was just not excited. And I think in my mind, I was like, not that I had pressure on it, but I just kind of knew like, if I'm still not feeling it after this date, like I might give it one more, but then I'm going to have to be thinking about like, kind of like cutting things off basically, which I like didn't want to do. Um, Just, it's just like not fun to like tell someone you're not interested in them. So I think I was just like, I just really, it's, I can't even describe it. Like I just kind of felt like um just like not super excited not super nervous like it just kind of was i don't even yeah. know i'm like kind of speechless and about i think it, both like the first two dates were great like they, yeah, they like, weren't bad we're like, we're like i i thought she was great she thought i was great and it was just like to me it was like the third date was like okay there's to me it's like okay it's date number three you know like here we are like we're we're well into this now to me at this point 
And then it's like, what is the, like the missing ingredient? Like, cause I felt like there's just something missing for like a connect, like a connection. And it was really the vulnerability. Yeah. And that's like mm-hmm. date number three is when we really started getting vulnerable with each other. And mm-hmm. that's where I felt like, okay, wow. Now, it, now like, there was that spark, like the vulnerability and kind of just like went on that path mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause that's what Haley, it sounds like what you were kind of waiting for, like, mm-hmm. you know, why you didn't want the dinner date as the second yeah. date and mm-hmm. you needed those baby steps or to take it one step at a time. And Jordan, mm-hmm. of course, was patient and understanding in mm-hmm. that. And I mean, I don't know if you considered that a dinner date, but it was perfect for you. It wasn't yeah. you didn't need to sit down dinner mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. connect with him. It was yeah. in a space where you felt safe and it was something that you liked. It was a food food and environment yeah. that you, you know, that was specific to you. It's just so cool to hear mm-hmm. how God intervened. And I think yeah. that that's, I think that's my favorite part so far that you all have shared is just like the God intervention of like, oh, it wasn't my idea. Like it, everything wasn't so engineered. It was right. like, okay, this worked out, that worked out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we have parts of our story that are like that too, that it's like, mm-hmm. wow, like only God could have, you know, yeah. made this happen. And I think that one of the things that I'm hoping people will hear that you all have shared so far is like, you know, things happen step by step. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to fall in love the first date, yeah. <laughs> the second date and the third date. And I know that, you know, you all have, um, you all have been together for a few months now and the timeline is so weird. Like we mm-hmm. always say like, okay, if you're 18, like, yeah, you might need to date for six, seven years because you're 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't have, you know, you're figuring your life out. But mm-hmm. the older you get, a lot of times you can date faster because you know yourself better. You've just mm-hmm. had experience, you know what you what you like and what you need. Um, but I think just showing, you know, that even if you aren't together for a long, it doesn't take a long time for God to orchestrate things, right. but also you have to give him space. And I think there are a lot of ladies who are like, if I'm not you know, in love with him, before the first date that I don't want to go on the date. And it's like, well, let's try to like, yeah, just have a conversation first. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. did you struggle with that at all of like, you know, feeling, cause even you talked about, you know, not being excited for the, for the third date, but how did mm-hmm. you stay committed? Like what made you not want to cancel it? Or, or like mm-hmm. talk to us about that. I think it was, it was just on our first because on our first day, I saw so clearly what God was doing in his life. And it lined up so well with like things that I had been praying for that I've been asking the Lord for. And that, um, I just really felt strongly that I wanted in a relationship. Um, those things were there on the first date. And I knew like, it wasn't this thing of like on the first date where I was like, Oh, I'm, I have all these feelings for you. And I want to like, just be with you. And I want this to work out, but it was more of a thing of like, they're like, God's doing something here and I want to be here for it. And I want to like, I don't want to like, I'm not going to cut it off until I clearly like know from God that, that, that I should like cut this off. And so as I was like praying about things and praying with my small group leading up to that, I never ha- I had, didn't have the spark yet, but I didn't have a clear, like, no, you need to like cut this person off. And so I think I'm just so glad that I, I just kind of stayed and it was like a waiting period, almost like I kind of waded through it um not out of anything other than just like wanting to be um obedient and attentive to what the lord was doing and then on that third date it was really him that opened up with a lot of the vulnerability because i was in a place where i was like i don't want to share like i'm not in a place to share my heart with someone unless i know for sure that they're like 
able to care for it in the way that I need like my heart to be cared for. And he was able to do exactly that. And it happened, it did happen through him opening up and sharing things that he'd been through. And it was just kind of this, this moment of like, Oh, wow, this is a safe space, like for my heart. And then after that was kind of like that night was where I would say there was like a little bit more of a spark to our relationship. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really like beautiful thing pace and a way that it happened. Yeah, no, that, I love that. And it's so interesting. Jordan, I don't think you were saying this is a hard and fast rule, but I think it's something that people listening may want to consider. You said like the three date rule. And I think the three date is a good timeline. Obviously it can be a little more, it can be whatever, but I think the three date is so good. Here's why. One, when you have three dates, like Pauline kind of mentioned, you're forcing yourself to not just give up after the first date, just be like, ah, he didn't make me laugh enough. Like I'm out. And it's no, it's like, okay, like, let's just give space to see if something happens. But then on the flip side, when you have three dates, you're not going too long where you're opening up your heart to someone that really has no interest in you. And I just think that's a good rule that somebody may want to consider going forward, you know, not just be going on several different dates with somebody and there's no true plan about what you want to happen. Yeah, Jordan, talk to us about that rule. Like, have you always used it? Where did it come from? Yeah, so I've, I haven't always used it. I just think to me, it was, it's happened a couple times, but it's like, there's been a few people that I've gotten to three dates and then just, I just like, I just feel like we should not continue on. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, but I think the three date rule is like, is a good rule to use because yeah, it's like, like Haley was saying, like some people do think like they're, they're just going to be a spark on date one. And it's like, oh my gosh, like just fall in love. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's some stories where it's like date one, it's like, yeah, they're, they're great, but it's like, I don't know. There's, I need to see more. Like, and so I think that was our, that's our story is just like date one was great. Like Mm -hmm. we absolutely enjoyed the date, both Mm -hmm. of us. And like, we both shared values and it's like, okay, we align, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that there there is going to be where we need to take some more time so it's like date two and then got a little bit more in depth and then date three the vulnerability and then just now it's like okay we we're we actually have a good foundation now and i think three dates is good for that to like at least just like like you guys said like create some space and some time to like really just test it out and really see like can we really build off of this and i think like our in our in our case in our story like date number three was like okay yeah we can really i think Mm -hmm. just clicked for both of us like we really can build off of this and like this is a good foundation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good i love that because it just sounds so intentional and i and i hope that um the guys listening that that's helpful for you all because i know some guys they feel like oh there's a girl i want to take out or i really want to go about dating um, as a Christian, but I don't know how to do it in a practical way. And because I know a lot of guys are trigger shy, mm-hmm. not because they're not confident in themselves and like, you know, the value that they have as a man, but a lot of times they're like, well, if I go out with this girl, what if she falls in love with me? And like, mm-hmm. I'm not really ready to, you know, I don't want to break a girl's heart. You know, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to ask a girl if she thinks that like, this is going to turn into marriage. Well, I really just want to get to know her in a one-on-one um, situation without the distractions of, you know, friends or whoever else is around. So hopefully that that is helpful mm-hmm. um, 
for any guys listening is like kind of give yourself a, a a game plan and it's like okay i'm committing but i'm not over committing all right fam let me know in the comments what do you think about that three date rule is that something that you want to implement is that too much time is that not enough for you to make a decision let me know in the comments but transitioning to our next video pauline and i if i can just be honest we have a really good marriage i don't know if we have a great marriage that may be a little too presumptuous to say, especially because we only five and a half years in, but we have a really good marriage, but we are not perfect. Our marriage is not perfect by any sense of the imagination. And as much as we tried our best to prepare ourselves for marriage beforehand, there's still some things we're like, you know what? I wish somebody would have told me this. Now, we're trying to help you in the future because we're going to tell you some things that we wish we knew before marriage this is stuff that we didn't learn in premarital books and premarital classes this is stuff that experience taught us and hopefully experience won't have to teach you i love on the spot questions a lot of people don't because right. they're like oh my gosh i, I didn't need to they're they're like internal processors right and that's something that we learned in our marriage you know early on was that Pauline is a verbal processor and I'm more of an internal processor. I need time to think about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it because if I talk about it, I don't know what I'm saying yet. Right. Whereas you want to talk about it so you can know what you're saying. Yeah, I kind of get, that's how I get there so, by talking. Honestly, that's another reason why asking questions in your relationship is good because it can help you learn more about your partner because you can learn like, okay, like you can talk on the spot or yeah. okay, no, like you need a little time to think about stuff. Right. And so, some, some, especially some women, like they'll, because obviously there are men who are verbal processors, but I do find that more guys are more like internal processors. Like, give me a second. If I say it, I want to mean it. I want to know that, like, kind of a lot of guys, like, my word is my bond. If I say it, I want to know that I mean it. And a lot of girls will put guys in the spot, like, right now, tell me if you're going to marry me. And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, give me some time. Let me think about it. I'm not sure yet. And like, you have to respect that as well, because you also don't want to chase guys away or disrespect how they process and how they think. So you may say like, hey, I would really love to know your answer to this question. Is now a good time to talk about it or should we bring it up in a few days? And then that way, maybe you write it down, you text it to him and he can really go home and think about it on his own. So I think that that's a really, really good point. And I even think, because some women may ask this question and the ways the guy responds, she may say, oh, he's not serious about me. Because when I asked him this, you know, he just kind of was like, oh, whoa, I don't really know. I'm just trying to eat this pizza right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think you should. Definitely don't, you know, and if maybe, you know, this is not the first time you've taken some of the questions that we've provided um, to your partner. I think that you never want to blindside anyone. If you guys have been listening to us for a while, you know we're team no surprises. And it, even, it goes down to something as big as a proposal, all the way something down as like a, a very intentional question like this. So I don't think that you should surprise your partner. I think you should say like, hey, tonight when we go out, I would love to ask you a couple of these questions. Here they are. So even maybe while he's getting ready for the date, he can kind of like mull them over and he's not surprised or vice versa for her as well. Um, don't just like, quiz them because that can feel very intimidating and they that can make your night really not fun <laughs> yeah you can kind of make it a group thing like hey let's do this let's ask these questions together because he should be asking you or she should be asking you the right. same questions and that will let you know again how serious they are as well because if you just ask them these questions and they just answer them and they're not like well what about you that'll let you know too that they're kind of 
All right, fam. That's a wrap for this week's episode of the W Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And we want you to know that no matter how prepared you are for marriage, there's still going to be some things that you don't expect, that you didn't account for, that will come up once you're married. But guess what? Because you listen to episodes like this, and I'm sure you do other things to help you prepare for marriage, you're not going to have a long laundry list that you're going to have to learn. You're going to have some few things that you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this, but you're not going to be starting from ground zero where you're like, I have no idea what I should be doing, how I should be acting in marriage. And we're proud of you for that. So we'll see y'all next week on the W podcast. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.